This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Just as in the tabernacle, there was never another person who went into the Holy of Holies to meet with God. Only one person, and God met that person in the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle. So what we see in verse five here is this is a law of love. This is a law of love, which is the first point. The first point about this law is that it's a law of love where the man was commanded to love her, to take him, take her to him, to wife, and that in the most intimate human uh, uh, relationship on earth. Now, the next point that we see about this law in verse five is where it says he should perform the duty of a husband's brother unto her. The duty of a bro- husband's brother. This is, a, this, is a, this is the title. He says, you are the husband's brother. You know, it's an honor to have the position of a brother. I mean, that's something that I never knew because I was an only child. When, as soon as my parents had me, they said that was a bad idea, no more. But... <laughs> But I do have a half-brother, Bob Cohen. And, and Bob and I have the same mother. We don't have the same father. Very much like the, the 12 tribes of Israel. Very few of them had the same mother and father. But anyway, they were half-brothers. But Bob is 14 years older than me. He's actually 80 years old. And since he lost his wife, I felt an honor to have Bob as my brother. I felt a, I felt a responsibility to my brother Bob. It's kind of like we rediscovered each other after decades. And, and I told you how I, I tried to get, Bob can't drive anymore, his license taken away from him. So I, I told you how I tried to get Bob to use a smartphone for Uber so that he could no longer, you know, so he could have the Uber. Anyway, and I don't know if you can imagine this, but for a person who has never had a smartphone, for a person who has never had a computer, what it's like, and... and we, all those pop-up messages. Well, where did this come from? What is that? Every time he gets in the Uber, Uber cab, did my brother call you? <laughs> it was a disaster. Uh, and so we are back to using buses in Los Angeles. That's just fine for Bob to get around. I tried, but anyway. But 
I, I, I don't call Bob my half-brother. I just call him my brother. And he doesn't call me his half-brother. He just calls me his brother. And I call Bob and, uh, at least once a week to see how he's doing and if there's anything that I can do for him because I feel both the honor and the duty to my brother Bob. And the duty of a brother is to take care of his brother. And we can see this in the first time that God used the word brother, which was when he spoke to Cain after Cain had murdered his brother, Abel, and God said to Cain in Genesis 4.9, in Genesis 4.9, and the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not, am I my brother's keeper? God did not just ask Cain, where is Abel? But God asked Cain, where is Abel thy brother? And when God called Abel, uh, uh, Abel thy brother, when God, when God said to Cain, Abel thy brother, God was implying that Cain did have a responsibility to Abel, that Cain was his brother's keeper. And we have a special responsibility to our siblings to seek for them to be saved. And if they are saved, to especially seek to encourage them in the Lord. And Cain understood that God viewed Cain as, as, as having a special relationship to Abel. And Cain rejected that responsibility when Cain replied, am I my brother's keeper? But when he said that word, when Cain said that word, he knew exactly what God was saying because he used a very special Hebrew, Hebrew word, shamar or shomar, shomar as he did, shomar. It means a protector. It means a guard. Cain had a responsibility to Abel to be his protector, to be his guard, because he was his brother. And we see that this responsibility of the brother to be the protector and the guard extends to more than just the literal brother. So don't think because, like me, you know. But anyway, and we see this in the case of Abraham, where Lot was actually his nephew. Lot was his nephew, as it says in Genesis 12.5, Genesis 12.5, and Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot his brother's son. Lot was his brother's son, his nephew. And so when Lot was, but when Lot was later taken captive by these heathen kings, uh, he again uh, is called in, in Genesis 14, 12, Genesis 14, 12, and they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt at Sodom and his goods and departed. But when Abram heard that Lot was taken captive, Abraham no longer saw Lot as his brother's son or as his nephew, because then it says in Genesis 14, 14, Genesis 14, 14, and when Abram heard that, heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained men and born in his own house, 318, pursued them unto Dan. The only reason Abraham went after those heathen kings was because Lot was taken captive. And when Abraham heard that Lot was taken captive, Abraham no longer saw Lot as his brother's son, but Abraham now saw Lot as his brother, as his brother. And when Abraham rescued Lot, again, we read in, in Genesis 14, 16, Genesis 14, 16, and he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. So when Abraham rescued Lot, he no longer saw him as Lot, his brother's son, but now he's his brother. Now, Steve just was talking about Brother Eric is going to be here, and, 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 and that's a good thing, extending the circle of brother. All this is to show that when Abraham saw that his nephew Lot was in trouble, he, that Abraham 
elevated Lot to the place of brother, and he took on the duty of a brother to rescue Lot. Just as Abraham extended the circle of brother to a nephew that was in trouble, we need to extend the circle of brother to those who are in need. And just as Abraham took on this protecting duty of a brother in need, we need to take on the protecting duty of a brother in need. So this word duty is really important here, where it says in, in, in verse five here, perform the duty of a husband's brother unto her. So we see in this law here that, that this was a law of duty. That's the second point. This was a law of duty. Now we see what the protecting brother was to do with the firstborn son that the widow was gonna give birth to with, with him as her new husband. In Deuteronomy 25, 6, verse 6, and it shall be that the firstborn which she beareth shall succeed in the name of his brother which is dead, that his name be not put out of Israel. This was not just all about the husband's brother wanting to build up his own family and name. This was all about, this was all about the husband's brother building up the name of his dead brother. This was all about the husband's brother pouring himself into the life of the child that, that, that he had as a kind of like a surrogate father and spending his time with that child and helping that child to grow and to be a fine person that knew the scriptures, that loved God, that served God, that loved God's people and served God's people. This is what this was all about. This was all about the husband's brother doing with this child what is further commanded in that Deuteronomy 6 passage there after it says, Hear, O Israel, after it says, Love the Lord thy God. Then it says in Deuteronomy 6.6, 6, Deuteronomy 6.6, 6, and by the way, this is the passage that is inside of those mezuzahs that are on the doorposts in the Jewish homes that they're looking for. It's this Deuteronomy 6 passage I'm reading to you. And then Deuteronomy 6, 6, 6, it says, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. For that father, it was to be in his relationship with his son, God, God, and then God. And it was, this is all about teaching God, the word of God, diligently to the child if this child was gonna carry the, 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 the name. And so this is all about taking the time. Time, this is about time. This is about time during the day to talk to this child about the word of God. This is about taking time to listen to the child's questions and to answer the child's questions like this little child is gonna carry his name in his life, but he's not. This is all about walking by the way and conversing with this child and taking the time to take those walks during the day and to talk with this child. The husband's brother was not to look at the child that was gonna succeed in his brother's name and say, well, that child is gonna be seen as my brother as his father, and my brother is gonna get all the credit for how that child was raised and how that child turned out, so I'm not gonna invest my time. I have limited time. I'm not gonna invest my time in that child. I'm gonna invest my time in the children that are gonna carry my name. He was to pour himself unselfishly 
into that child, knowing that that child was going to be seen as his brother's son and not his son. He was to do it because of two reasons. One, he loved the Lord, and he wanted to please the Lord. And he saw that his reward was going to come from, from, from the praise that he, would, he was going to receive from the Lord, not from men. He's a wonderful son, but his praise was going to come from the Lord, as it says in 1 Corinthians 4, 5, 1 Corinthians 4, 5, then shall every man have praise of God. He's not looking for the time uh, he, he, now, but he's looking for the, in that verse where it said then. He's looking for the then time when shall have, he'll have praise of God for raising the child for his brother. 1 Peter 5, 4, 1 Peter 5, 4 says, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, he, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. He knows the praise of men is going to fade away. Here today, gone tomorrow. But he's looking for the appearance of the chief shepherd. And when he receives his crown of glory, it's not going to fade away because he obeyed God. John 5.44, John 5.44. How can you believe? How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that come from God only? He's looking for the honor that comes from God only. And the other reason he's pouring himself into the son that will not carry his name is because he loves his brother. He loves his brother, and he wants to be like Onesimus was. He wants to be like Silvanus was, who are described in Colossians 4.9. Colossians 4.9, Onesimus, a faithful brother, faithful and beloved brother. And 1 Peter 5.12, Silvanus, a faithful brother. He raises that child that's going to carry his brother's name as if it were his own because he wants to be a faithful brother. Some of the most unselfish people in the world today are foster parents. Foster parents who pour themselves into the children as if they're their own. And you know what brings pride to the chest of a father and makes him so happy to invest so much in the child of his time and his care and his work and his love is to stand back and say, that's my boy, that's my child. And this is all about investing all that time, all that care, all that work into a child and standing back and saying, that's my brother's child, that's my brother's son, and take no credit for how the child turned out because that child is, according to verse 6, Deuteronomy 25, 6, going to succeed in the name of his brother, which is dead. It reminds me of, a, a, of what a person asked my friend Clint Cable. Clint Cable, he has 10 children, and he's not finished but he has 10, and, and, he, and he teaches down there every Wednesday night at Awana in Lima Grove Baptist Church. He teaches Awana, and he teaches little kids the Bible. And one time, a person came up to him and said, said, you have 10 kids of your own. Why do you come here and teach other kids? And Clint does it because he's investing his time, his strength, to train these children in the Lord who will be known not as Clint's children, but will be known as the children of the Lord. And this also reminds me of our medical director down in Takati, at Scandabyte's Takati, Dr. Yolanda Trejo. Dr. Yolanda and her husband, Misael, have an orphanage in their home in Takati with about 40 children. Now, I gotta tell you, in Mexico, there are no government orphanages. So anytime, day or night, the government may appear on their doorsteps and does appear on their doorsteps with anywhere from one to four children that have been rescued from abusive homes or off the street 
And those children can range from newborns to 15 years old. And they may be with them for two weeks or they may be with them for 18 years. And they pour themselves into those children, knowing that those children will not have their names. That's the spirit of this law in in verse five here. This is a law that's all about, verse six, that his name be not put out of Israel. This is all about a brother loving his brother so much and wanting to do all that he could to make sure his brother's name was not put out of Israel. It's all about building up the name of another all about dying to self and putting another's interests over his own. For a brother to do this, this brother had to say, not I, but my brother. The brother, the husband brother who does this is, is, is a hero. And he, he drifts into the background as he promotes his brother above himself. He's a hero of unselfishness, a hero of unselfishness. This law is all about Philippians 2.4, Philippians 2.4. Look not every man on his own things, but every man on the things of others. This is a law about caring for another. 1 Corinthians 10, 24. 1 Corinthians 10, 24. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. This This law is all about seeking the wealth of another. In this picture, the husband's brother unselfishly pours himself into the child that he sired only to have that child be totally named for his brother who's dead. In this picture, we see ourselves. We are the husband's brother. We are the husband's brother. Our brother who died is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the children we pour ourselves into and into raising are baby Christians that we, 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 we may or we may not have led to the Lord. This is all about the duty of a husband's brother to pour himself in to raising children that will be known as the children of his brother. So it's our duty to raise baby Christians and who will be known as the children of our brother, the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as the husband's brother could not raise children for his name because he, he was gone and, and he, was, he was gone. And just the husband's brother relied on his brother to raise up children for his name. So the Lord Jesus Christ is gone. And he's now relying on us to raise children in his name. And just as the husband's brother did not take credit for all his work he did in raising up the children for his brother, but the husband's brother just retreated into obscurity and and let his brother get all the glory for the children. So we don't take credit for all the work that we do to raise up baby Christians. We drop back into the obscurity we're, when, and back in the obscurity, we, we like say, well, who are you? And he says, oh, I'm John the Baptist. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you remember, I'm the one in, who said in John 3.30, John 3.30, he must increase, but I must decrease. I must drop back into the obscurity. Colossians 1.18, Colossians 1.18. In all things, he might have the preeminence. Galatians 2.20, Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ. And 2 Corinthians 4, 5, 2 Corinthians 4, 5, we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. And then Romans 12, 10, Romans 12, 10, be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. And just as this was not about the husband's brother building up his own, own name, but building up his brother's name, so when we pour ourselves up in, into building Christians and pour ourselves into Making, you're making new Christians by evangelism, by, 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 by going all over the, 
U.S., Argentina, Canada, and Israel as part of a summer blitz. We are concerned about building up the name and kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we, when we do that as the, as the husband's brother, we unselfishly pour ourselves into Christians and doing what it says in Acts 20, 28. Acts 20, 28, 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. In Jeremiah 3.15, Jeremiah 3.15, he says, God says, I'll give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. In Zechariah 11.4, Zechariah 11.4, thus saith the Lord my God, feed the flock. In 1 Peter 5.2, 1 Peter 5.2, feed the flock of God. This picture that we have here of the husband's brother pouring himself into raising a child that will not carry his name, that's a picture for us. That's a picture for us. Seeking out another Christian, pouring ourselves into training them for the Lord. That's what we do. This last Thursday, I was manning the booth of my evening shift for the Child Evangelism Fellowship uh, Bible Castle in, in Del Mar Fair. How many have been to the Del Mar Fair and seen the Bible Castle? Okay, so then... Then, if you come on Thursday night, I will, I will, I will call out to you, <laughs> as I do to all the people there. Hey, why don't you come in? Would you like to come in and hear a Bible story? Get your kids to have a Bible story, and most of the people ignore me. They just say, that "Guy's a kook," you know. Just don't talk. Give me your hand, you know. <laughs> and that's what most do. And some, some say, and some say, uh, uh, maybe later. We got to go right now, you know. And, and, then, and then some, and this is the best one, and many people, most of the people I would say do this. They walk by and they say, we're good, we're good. And I said, no, you're not. <laughs> because Jesus said, there's none good but one, that's God. You're not good. So, but anyway, that's what happens. But why do why you do that? Why keep calling out? And then after a while, nobody comes anymore after, after about nine o'clock and so forth. So my partner and I, we just sing, we sing, and then people do come around just to see us singing, you know. But anyway... But there are Christians all around us that need feeding. And they need to be fed the word of God. And they need someone to come alongside them and do for them what it says in Deuteronomy 6 about these fathers here with their children, to teach them diligently the word of God, to spend time talking with them, and where we let the Holy Spirit guide the conversation. Spending time walking by the way to hear the concerns, to hear the questions, so we can guide them to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the haven of rest for the soul. Just as the husband's brother poured himself into raising these children for the brother. In the same way, when we help the Lord's people, we're doing what the Lord said when he says in Matthew 25, 37, Matthew 25, 37, then shall the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when? Saw we thee a hungered, fed thee thirsty, gave thee drink. When saw we thee stranger, took thee in naked, clothed thee. When saw we thee sick in prison, came unto thee. The king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. That's what the dead brother would say to his brothers, his brother who raises children. You did it unto me. And just as the, just, just as the, the, the bro, husband's brother served his brother by, 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 by making this child to carry his brother's name, we do the same when we unselfishly give ourselves 
to see new second births. And that's a wonderful thing about the CEF booth there. The children are so receptive. There's many salvations, one adult so far, and children are just wonderful. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program was brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.